I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The very thing that's going to awaken your potential when you really get in touch with this theme the more that you honor um, or have graciousness right for like your emotional experience especially as an emotional authority and kind of the role that plays in your life the more you will feel free to to like be living in the way you want to versus sort of skirting around through a reactivity to your emotional experience now let the magic begin Hello, Jaima. Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. This episode is sponsored by Green Chef. More on 
my favorite meal delivery service in the midst of the episode and in the show notes. If you can't tell already, I am outside, so you get to hear the background of the nature of the Rockies. Anyway, it's so wild, so wild that the new moon is in Leo. And as someone who was born under a Leo new moon in Leo season, I'm feeling. Well, I wish that I could say I'm feeling it, but honestly, I don't really feel too different. However, it does feel special. It really does feel special. But in general, even before this season, after a long period of heaviness and shadow, especially during the pandemic, which I'm sure many of you also felt, so you're not alone, I'm I'm constantly consciously choosing things that keep my spirits up and lifted and light and playful and childlike unless of course there's something that I need to face but you know your soul mama here has not really had any drama thank goodness which is a nice celebration on her birthday week it's so cute I was talking to somebody and they're like you're Leo so you're celebrating it all month I assume and I was like man I wish but I'll celebrate the birthday week at least, perhaps. Anyway, in general, I really am focused on how grateful I feel to be healthy right now and also interacting with things that keep me feeling light and happy and uplifted and childlike, like I said, things that are just simply fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, this episode with the beautiful Chrissy Papetti, our new Your Own Magic Gene Keys expert, I mean, we go deep and we do dive in. We do not keep it on the shallow end whatsoever, but we dive deep into my own reading of my Gene Key hologenetic profile. And for those who are unaware of Gene Keys, this is wisdom for you to explore your DNA codes and uncover your shadows and genius and purpose, your dominant ones as there are 64 jinkies and in order to unlock yours or understand yours all you need to do is you need to know your birthday and where you were born and what time just like astrology and human design and so in this episode i hired chrissy for a session for my own birthday present (laughs) to deeply explore my own and i thought it'd be a fun episode as well and I must say that much of what she shares, if you're listening to this at least, there are likely many nuggets in there for you to relate to too. And it's it's different than an astrology reading or human design reading in the fact that we mostly focus on unlocking our shadow side and illuminating our genius and our highest self. And so during this talk, I notice, like most humans, I really wanted to share this for emphasis for all of you that in this human experience try not to give yourself a hard time especially hard in hard times but try not to give yourself a hard time if you're going through a lull and trust the process as it this process likely uncovers something more beautiful for you to explore so no need to bypass it face it feel it as we talk about all the time on this podcast but here's just another reminder nugget if you're really going through something right now that it's okay. It really is okay to be going through a dark time or a lull. I mean, like I said, it's a common theme in this podcast to not neglect or give the human, as we're all human, we're more than human, but you know what I mean, a hard time. I also appreciate Gene Keys for those who are skeptical, as it highlights aspects of the human condition and psychosis and our greatest shadows when exploring this 
this can be so therapeutic for the human, for the soul. And let's take the esoteric part out of it. It's something everyone really can connect with and relate to. And of course, I'm all for the woo in it. Like the fact, the beautiful fact that it was downloaded by Richard Rudd as he emerged from what he calls a field of limitless light. Ah, beautiful. Yet the information he downloaded is psychologically helpful for every human. And it's something to acknowledge and simply appreciate. And also, I want to acknowledge and appreciate Chrissy Papetti for coming on for a second time to explore this with us and give me a full-on reading, which, like I said, I gifted myself for my birthday. And you can get a private session with her too if you'd like. Just go to chrissypapetti.com. More information to connect with her and her wisdom in the show notes. Also, if you scroll down to episode 218, 218, you'll find the first Jinkies episode. It's called the Jinkies episode. Explore your DNA codes to uncover your shadows, gifts, and purpose with Chrissy Papetti, which I highly recommend you queue up to listen to or re-listen to right after this reading. And trust me, it will be worth it. It's so exciting to explore and get into and geek out over systems like this. I mean, that's why I was just so excited. I've been wanting to buy a session and I'm so happy that I did and that I get to share it on my birthday and share it with y'all. So felt perfect for my birthday episode indeed. Also, you may want to take some notes or heart notes at least if you're on a little walk and you don't really feel like stopping and writing or typing on your phone, but take some notes along the way as again, Chrissy shares significant gold for us all. Part of my reading, I genuinely believe most of it is something significant for most any human to relate to. And though I'm in a season, like I said, of lightness and liberation and just feeling free because of the nature of the subject, we definitely dive pretty deep and you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I just have to say I'm here for it. Also, if this episode or any Your Own Magic episode helps or ignites you in any way, shape, or form, feel free to leave a rating and review if you feel the nudge to. I deeply appreciate it if you do. It helps the show immensely and keeps it going. And so it truly, truly means the world that you do that from the kindness of your soul. <laughs> and with all that being said, let's get on with the show, shall we? And now... I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Chrissy Papetti. All right, Chrissy, we'll begin with the first question that I ask all the Magic guests. What is lighting you up most in this season of your life? What's lighting me up most is really getting in touch with the present moment, which is such a coach thing to say, but I will say that I recently moved, I'm in a new environment and it's been such an incredible reset to just explore a new area, meet new people, discover new things that I feel like I've just been really, really joyful. And I feel like you can really only access that when you're truly present. So it's just been a really cool time to get in touch with everyone and everything around me in kind of a whole new way. And it's been really, really rejuvenating. (laughs) I love that. And it's one of the answers that sure, it might sound as though it's trite, but you know, it's one of those very, very true, very profound experiences that when you really are present, you're like, okay, this actually is meaningful. Unlike the cliche that the rhetoric around it is. Totally. Yeah. 
Chrissy, this is my very first Gene Key reading. I'm so excited to just see what, you know, comes through and what you've read from my chart. Is, is it correct to say a chart when it comes to Gene Keys? Yeah, technically it's called a hologenetic profile. Okay. <laughs> you right. really want the fancy term. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear about my hologenetic profile from you. You've already, you've touched on it in the very first episode that you were on, mm-hmm. but we're going to dive deeper and you know as a Leo I'm just like okay let's go full on do a full on reading about me <laughs> yeah and I'm so here for it I can't just dive deeper <laughs> yay perfect so yeah I am I'll I'll take the lead here um what I love to always start out with and what's nice is that we we don't necessarily need to go into the nitty-gritty of the system since that's what the last recording we had was for um I take it that you probably feel fairly uh, in touch with what the system is about. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, great. And anybody that is not listening to this, I highly recommend listening to the part one Gene Keys episode. If you want, you can, I guess, do a quick little, in case someone's just tuning in for the first time, a quick little summary of Gene Keys if you want, just in case. Sure, absolutely. So the Gene Keys, for anyone who does not know, is a self-discovery system, a system of self-awakening. It was founded by Richard Rudd, who actually came out of the human design world. So the systems are very connected and correlated if you've ever uh, explored human design. But if not, regardless, it's a powerful system on its own. And really, it is this book of the 64 different archetypes of how fear shows up in the human experience and basically the roadmap to the higher expressions of those fears so that we can start to actually name, become aware of the patterns that are holding us back due to fear and overcome them and transcend them through uh, these roadmaps that help us just really connect to our highest selves. And I know that there are different sectors and I don't know if that's the appropriate terminology for it, but there's your genius, right? And your love and prosperity. Yep. So if you, you know, go to the Gene Keys website and pull up your free profile, you'll see that there are three different colors of Gene Key spheres in your hologenetic profile. One is green, one um, set is red, and one set is blue. And the green is where you begin. It's called your activation sequence. And it's all about the patterns that are going to play a role in you tapping into your genius. So that really unique essence that is really only you. And then the second path is the Venus sequence, which is all about love and relationships. So it tells you about your patterns that are going to play a really big role in you attracting and magnetizing um, the relationships that um, you know, are going to mirror back to you your biggest areas for growth, but also give you the greatest level of fulfillment as well. And finally, the last blue uh, set of spheres is your pearl sequence. And this is all about unlocking your prosperity by determining the patterns that are going to keep you in a frequency that'll disconnect you from abundance and wealth and fulfillment and the ones that are going to rise you up to really being in that super, super magnetic state. Amazing. Now feel free to take the lead and let's dive into the reading. Awesome. What I will say for anyone listening is that what's super cool about having this reading, you know, live, but also for anyone to experience is that unlike other systems, Uh, Raquel's profile is applicable to anyone. These keys that come up with her, we embody all 64 of these gene keys. It's just that when you put in your birth information, there are 11 keys that pop up in your profile that are the most 
prominent and that are designed for you to contemplate based on how you're wired. However, you technically don't have to, um, you know, put in your birth information and get your profile. You can really gather so much from these keys because we embody every one of these archetypes. So this will be valuable for anyone listening, which is awesome. (laughs) Amazing. And also we're always in different seasons of our life and evolving, Mm. right? Like if you're looking at your entire life from a macro perspective, this is like what really stands out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So whoever's tuning into this is probably meant to hear. Yeah. Yes. So with your profile, um, what we what we'll do is that I really love to start by just getting kind of a temperature check, like a little bit of an energetic check with you on where what season you are in, where you are at, what themes or things to keep like kind of keep coming up and and taking your attention these days, just so that I can get a sense of you know, not just educating you per se on like what these things mean, but actually making them mean something really valuable to you in the context of your life. So um, I would just love to start out with you just if you're comfortable sharing a little bit about where you're at. So I'm happy that you asked this as I'm in a season where I'm really focused on things that keep my heart light. I was in a long season where I was just really diving deep and working through shadows. And and now it's like, I like to just turn on, let's say I'm watching something. I want it to be comedy. I'm dating and I want to keep it just light and friendly and fun and casual mm-hmm. by just focusing on a, a lighthearted season. Though I definitely intend to dive deep in this reading. Yes, totally. Oh, I'm so glad you shared this with me. And it's no surprise that I completely relate in the sense that we both actually have the same life's work and evolution gene keys. And so Mm -hmm. I really, really correspond to that and, um, (laughs) and and relate to what you're sharing. So this lightness that you're experiencing so far, since you've been tapping into it and kind of going in that direction, um, has, have you felt an energetic shift? Like how has that experience been like embodied for you? I'm feeling myself energetically light as if I lost an energetic, not physical, but an energetic 20 pounds. You know, I feel so happy and so free and I've liberated myself. I, I'm only really mm. um, talking with those right now that keep my spirits light. You know, I, not that I kick people out that might be in a dark place. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely happy to always, you know, be a friend, but whatever is light right now, that's truly mm-hmm. what is lighting me up because I was in such a heavy place for a little bit and I just needed this mm-hmm. lightness, this freedom. So, and it's not bypassing. It's just what feels right right now. Yeah, it's it's just truly an energetic shift to a different, I, I wouldn't even say frequency because you can have depth and lightness on the same frequency. It's more so just um, a different perspective, kind of how you're like applying your energy or using your time, which is really powerful. Absolutely. And it's also, oh, another thing I wanted to add to that is I've, because I used to love to listen to so many podcasts or YouTube channels or talks with people that, you know, explore the human psychology. And it, it just, there was a layer of, because it's talking about humanisms, there's, and spirituality, there's a lot, there's some just heaviness, you know? And mm-hmm. I felt like I was also just listening to all these people and absorbing their information and now I'm kind of like okay if I can set this aside what really resonates with me and what is my heart and soul saying instead of being influenced by what others are saying and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I realize for myself mm-hmm. that resonate and they might not resonate with others you know oh yeah so yeah actually tuning into your body's intelligence on a deeper level um, yeah. rather than 
hanging out more in this um, just mind oriented way where you're consuming, you're taking in information, which can be really transformative and powerful and insightful. Yes. But it sounds like you were ready to kind of tune that about out of it and tune in basically. 100%. Yes. Mm, I love that so much. And what immediately pulls me in as you're speaking is your evolution gene key. So I'm just going to start where intuitively it's taking me here. Um, so your evolution gene key is the 30th and basically whatever's in your evolution sphere and your profile, it's all about what is going, what you're here to learn really. Um, what is going to be that lesson that continues to show up, that continues to get refined, but as it does, continues to send you forward on your way, like to, through your evolution, like through the growth and the expansion that you're here to have. And the lower uh, frequency, the shadow frequency of this key is desire and the uh, gift is lightness. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And the city is rapture, which if no one knows what that means, rapture is this like divine, like wild expression of joy, just like true, like bliss in the moments. Um, and it sounds like maybe on some levels you're tapping into that frequency on uh, mm, here and there um, these days, but lightness. Okay. Lightness being your higher expression. So I find it super interesting that you're already that you're, you're evolving, um, to, to being in more of that state. Um, and I'm curious, did you find that some of the things that maybe were keeping you more serious or preventing you from maybe tapping into that lightness fully either before, or even now here and there, did it like, is it any kind of desire, like desire to be more of this or have more of that or to follow more of this or consume more of that? Like, have you, have you sensed like that desire pulling you away? Yeah. I feel like since I want to say it was somewhat accidental, not fully, but falling into the online space and having a podcast and being a content creator in the podcast space, I felt like mm -hmm. I needed to keep up with the Joneses type of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I just felt like I was evolving myself. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I was just battling that for a bit, trying to hold on to once was. And it's not so much anything or any other person or any sort of other external influence. It was just an inner battle, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that that's often what desire is, is that desire isn't inherently bad, right? And so just to be super clear for anyone listening, um, to like the, the shadow is not a bad or negative state. It's actually um, the very thing that is trying to get your attention to invite you to a higher way of being because yeah. through that lesson, you know, that's how you actually step into and own your authenticity. If we all were here and it was just a given, it wouldn't be the same, you know, yep. um, to actually choose to embody that. So what I love about what you just said is that desire on a shadow frequency you're tapping into is it can be this very um desire is like such a human thing like we all have desires it's actually what pushes our evolution as humanity forward because we want to do we want to discover and we want to um experience new things but the shadow side of it is when we are like a victim of those desires right we feel oh, we want to be more like this person. And then we follow that train and we all of a sudden get disconnected from something that was meant for us. Or we, we like get out of the present moment because we're just kind of following that like grass is always greener kind of or thing. Um, yeah. 
Does that like resonate a little bit? Oh yeah. And for me, it was more like I need to be show up as a certain person, which I once was, but I've evolved and it's, Mm -hmm. and I'm, does that make sense? Like, and it's like, no, just accept what is now. Right. Well, and then to go a level deeper, it's like, what about what you once were was enticing you? Do you think? Um, Very, very curious spirit and I still am but in a different way and she was she was she was wearing a rose-colored glass in some way and didn't really recognize a lot of things that she needed to become more aware of in order to really connect more with this world and humanity wow so that was your your interpretation your perspective on on her on who a, a piece of you that you know you tapped into in the past and so you're saying there seemed to be like a magnetic draw to maybe want to go back to that I felt like yeah I had to still be I guess even though I started to learn more about what other humans go through and their perspective of reality and my privilege and all that and I started to realize mm-hmm. oh, okay so there's way more to this than oh. just like the rosy love and light as even though I fully believe that there's more to it than that, that in order to really connect with humans Ooh, and what I what's so powerful about what you just said is that it's almost like you tapped into a version of lightness in the past, um, but it's almost like you've matured that definition or that experience of what lightness can be now while while fusing it with your, your more evolved perspective, basically. What a beautiful way of explaining that. I've matured my definition of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's cool, I mean, that's just a reflection, though. I want to reflect back to you, Raquel, of your own like clearly you've done work to look within, even when it's maybe been difficult, like you were saying to recognize maybe privilege or, or certain things um, that have allowed you to then accept where you were to then evolve to where you are now and where you're going to keep going. So that's really huge. Oh, and I honestly wouldn't change it. I would not. Mm. I'm so thankful for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I can, you can you can sense it. You can see like, the assurance that you're like settling into in it all. Yeah. Um, so what's really powerful to consider too, just r- related to this dynamic, um, is that you have a line two. Um, so basically, for every gene key, uh, they each can be expressed in six different ways. So that's where profiles get even more personalized. So even if me and you have the same gene keys and the same spheres in our profile, we might have different lines and that can completely change the perspective through which to look at the dynamic. And so essentially for you, lightness is going to be truly accessed and magnified for you through the, um, like the categories are in the themes of passion and relationships. And so What's really interesting about this is that relationships are likely to keep testing you in relation to your shadow. So maybe, um, you know, triggering maybe that sense of desire for something or someone else. Mm-hmm. And um, that could, could potentially keep coming up. But that's why I love too. you mentioned your your dating. And so and your perspective on it right now is lightness. Like, let me yeah. not take this so seriously. Like, let me just enjoy myself. So 100% cool to see that already in action. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's not, it's freeing as well. Because it's like, I know my worth and I will if I do meet someone that I feel like sees me instead of just, you know, embraces me physically or whatever, like he sees me, yeah. then then I'm ready to take it there. But 
for now it's fun to just keep it light mm -hmm. until I can sense that. And I can always sense it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, it's an intuitive knowing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like a, a felt sense truly. 100%. So right now it's all just fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love that you're sharing that because I think for all of us, it's just a, a helpful reminder that you can be evolved and conscious and, um, you know, and like in that space and also just choose to not have every single moment and interaction and experience be the most like highly conscious and intense. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. Well, that's why I'm exploring it like this. Cause for the longest time I felt like it needed to be. And mm -hmm. then I was, I had this part of me, of my soul and my curiosity. Like what if I just, you know, let go and be actually so free and just like live this human experience like so many others where they're not trying to chase the deepness of human connection and consciousness and all, you know, just not try to chase that and just like see what guys come around that maybe they're not even interested in that stuff. Maybe they're not interested in gene keys or astrology, but they're just, they're just fun, you know, and you, I've learned that you can still learn so much from them and it's fun and it's playful mm. and it really is exciting. Mm. And so much unlocks in a state of play and yes joy that it's yeah to your point you you can't foresee what you'll gain from every type of a relationship and the ones that are maybe not as quote-unquote conscious still have so much value 100 percent, 100 percent. i love that you see beyond what i'm saying you reiterate it in a beautiful way no i mean it's it's your energy that is so present in this it's really cool to see it embodied um because again these keys can show up in so many different ways i mean we're all such unique differentiated humans that it's cool to see the way that this is showing up for you i love that but to leave the evolution on a powerful note just continue to continue to know that your evolution is going to come from your commitment to displaying your passion in life, to displaying the purity of your soul in every interaction, whether it's super deep or super light, like you're here for the feelings, for the life experience, for the pure expression of your soul. So, um, you know, keep in mind that the shadow of desire will make you question that or will make you potentially um, step into a part of dimming that at times. But really, it's an invitation every single time when desire is trying to pull you off course to say, how can I make this more light? Like, how can I just be here and to trust that it does not need to be, this isn't a make or break in every given moment. Yes. Okay. This really resonates. And I feel like that's something, that's a great message for everybody mm -hmm. to take away. I am yeah. curious though. I, I'm sure we all intuitively know, because for a while I was chasing this certain narrative in my mind that was there's a denseness I guess and I didn't realize it and that's why I was like okay I just need to feel free and light and just you know mm -hmm. enjoy life and be and you know mm -hmm. kick back a bit but for the longest time I was ignoring that yeah. but it's hard because our mind's so tricky and I know that everybody else has probably dealt with this so our mind is a little trickster and you know, tries to keep us focused by saying things like, no, this is your purpose. This is your mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know? And so we feel like we have to continue to stay that course until we mm -hmm. can't anymore. So would that resistance, perhaps that voice of resistance, that feeling of resistance that continues to persist, is that the part of the shadow side, perhaps that's trying to keep you 
held back in a sense. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. And there are so many angles through which to address what you just said. I'm so glad you asked it. Um, one being that, I mean, just even from a societal conditioning perspective, we don't really, I mean, once you, once you're out of that window of being a child, right, where fun is except, you know, play and fun is acceptable. And then you start getting into later in life where you need to take things more seriously. And there's a lot more responsibility. Um, We're conditioned to kind of look at those parts of ourselves as either something that like we don't have time for that is irresponsible. Um, Sometimes we can also look at it as something that's like distracting or um, even, yeah, just like immature. So we kind of put these judgments and viewpoints on what it looks like to be in that state. And what that can do um, is just disconnect us from, or actually make us even feel a lot of times like we need to earn the moments we can be like that, right? Like I can't just be like that. I have to work really hard and then I can do that. Or I have to, um, yeah, go be really conscious all the time. And then like, maybe I can let loose this one. <laughs> yep. It just becomes this kind of game. And like you said, it's being reinforced by the mind. So what I would say to anybody feeling that resistance is like, you're, you're likely maybe living through a worldview of, um, of like consequences, like consequences. Like, what are you afraid of that's going to happen? If you allow more of that to enter into your life, are you afraid that you're not going to accomplish something that you have like correlated to your worth? Because then that becomes a, mm-hmm. you're not just your accomplishments conversation, right? Um, right. Is it, are you feeling like what another consequence could be like, do you think that you are going to, um, you know, I guess, like you said, lose sight of your purpose or just like not be, not follow through on your purpose. Well then what, who told you that every single use of your willpower is going to manifest your dream? Because honestly, a lot of the time it's not the way that our minds project that they're going to work out. Like that's not actually the way it unfolds. So usually we get in our own way in the process. So I would ask, I would tell or invite anyone to consider what kind of worldview are you looking through that makes it very like black and white? Like if I do this, this will happen and loosen up to say, what if, what if, um, operating in this way, that's more open or free or fun or light. Um, what if that could be a a gateway to a totally new way of, um, seeing my purpose or Mm. where I need to be? Oh, so beautifully said. I love this. Yes. And I know that this is a very great message for a lot of people listening, especially those that take everything that is being said these days too seriously. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny because another key, there's a shadow of seriousness. So it, it very much is a shadow state to um, tap into that intensity. And it's because our minds make us fear that if we're not, there's going to be some consequence that we don't want. Yep. 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 Uh, gold. Gold. <laughs> Yo, Mies, there is a new offer from Green Chef for you. $100 off your order, including free shipping. When you order through our link, greenchef.com slash magic 100. Let me tell you about Green Chef, especially for those who are more interested in eating 
a health conscious variety of food that is very satisfying and sustainable and sent straight to your door so you don't have to go to the grocery store. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide variety of easy to follow recipes, perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes that go way beyond ordinary for a diverse array of meal plans and plenty of options to choose from each week. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins delivered to your door, pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. And my favorite part is that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions, and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I love their plant-powered box as someone who is a plant-based eater myself, and their roasted veggie couscous bowls are absolutely to die for. Of course, they mix it up every week so you're not eating the same thing every week, but I love their roasted veggie couscous bowls with garlic lemon tahini and toasted almonds and dates. It's so delicious. I've made it for my parents as well and they thought it tasted very gourmet, but there are a variety of meals that they will send you so you don't get bored. That's probably my favorite thing as well is that they're introducing me to so many different recipes that I never would have thought of before. And again, delicious and just sent straight to my door. No wonder it's the number one meal kit for eating well. Anyway, go to greenchef.com magic100 and use the code magic100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash magic100 and use code magic100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Now that is an amazing deal. That's their best deal yet. I highly recommend taking advantage of this offer while it lasts and enjoy your delicious, healthy, high quality food sent straight to your door. And now on with the show. So with that, kind of moving on and evolving from your evolution, um, one of the places that really kind of grabs my attention for you is also is a place actually that typically I wouldn't necessarily go next in a reading, but it's just pulling me. So I'm going to run there. Run there. Um, so there is a sphere in your prosperity sequence. So your pearl sequence called the pearl. <laughs> so what's really cool about this key is that or I should say the sphere of the pearl, is that it kind of functions a little bit differently than all the other spheres in your profile in that it's similar to a pearl in nature. Um, this is going to be a, a vibe, a frequency that gets harvested over the course of time with your own commitment to your inner work, to your evolution, to your authenticity. So it's not really necessarily a key that you need to like heavily t- contemplate as much as it's usually going to be a barometer of where your authenticity is at um, mm. in life, if that kind of makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. How do I acknowledge this barometer? Yeah. So what really draws me is that this is your pearl sphere is the 56th gene key and it's the shadow of distraction, the gift of enrichment and the city of intoxication. Oh dear. And why it pulled me is because, um, 
similar uh, along the same frequency of lightness is also this gift of enrichment. And I think it's what, what undermines us living sort of in an enriched place in life, which I'll get into in a minute is the shadow of distraction. And so if you look around at life, I mean, there is no shortage of things to distract us from, from ourselves and, and our body's intelligence, to be honest, right? We have, marketing campaigns, directing our focus to where it wants us to be. We have um, all this minutia to take care of like bills and, you know, um, emails and work tasks and all of these things that I'm not saying don't have a purpose at the end of the day, but also just kind of distract us from what life is really about, which is not paying your rent bill, although it's important. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are all these constructs basically, right. That humans have created to, to distract us. And what they do is that they tug at our senses, right? So we see these things we hear, we smell, we taste, um, things that are kind of pulling us away. Um, and oftentimes we lean into this distraction when we want to feel that either that escape or that numbness, or we're trying to kind of outrun something, um, I'm curious before I even kind of go through the progression of this key, does that, like what comes up for you when you hear the word distraction in your own experience, either now or previously? So this deeply resonates because when I realized that I just wanted some more lightheartedness in life, I was really almost numbing myself out with just mindlessly watching funny videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and TikTok and scrolling through social media a lot. You know, I was on Instagram constantly for a period and I was like, ooh, I think that mm-hmm. what I just need right now to bring more lightness into my life, that's when I decided to play and connect more than distract mm-hmm. myself. And I've also given myself a little boundary in the temporary, like in the temporary moment, I'm just not really even on social media purposely. I had to go on like maybe once a day, maybe twice. And maybe I just see the first picture on my feed and I like that or first two and that's about it, you know, and I accept followers Mm -hmm. because I have a private account and I purposely do that to not Mm -hmm. be distracted or need to seek external validation at this time, because I think that that's where I started to place my worth for a little bit and I was like, okay, this just felt so icky for me. And so I was like, um, something's off a bit right now. What's going on? And so I just needed to live, but more lightly and enjoy life. And I love you. You said that because that that's exactly why I jumped from that other key to this one, because you can see the interconnectedness, right? They have a little bit of a different flair, but lightness is still you know, kind of that end result. Um, but what is so cool about what you're saying is that, Mm. yeah, the shadow of your pearl is going to be about forgetting what's important in life. Um, Mm. it's going to be some, and so no matter what key is there, it's going to have some sort of essence of what is causing you to forget what's playing into what, um, is going to influence you to forget what's important in life. And so of course you can see with distraction, it's like, you, that social media post isn't what I'm assuming is the most important thing for you in life, nor is it probably something that's really a, a return on energy um, at the end of the day or time. Um, and so you recognizing, wow, this doesn't feel right in my body. I wonder too, did it feel like tightness to you at all by any chance? Oh, that's a great word for it. I did start to feel tight and 
icky. It's for lack of a better word when it comes to icky, but that's what I felt. Yeah, no, that's, that's really like a quintessential sign of being in the shadow of your pearl is like, there's just this closure, this tightness, this, um, incongruence that you're feeling in your body. And again, the pearl is all about the flowering of your prosperity. So I'm sure during that time too, or when you felt distraction playing a bigger role, you may have felt disconnected from not even like, it doesn't have to be wealth monetarily. It could be, but it's also just that feeling of abundance. Like I have an abundance of energy to tap into. I have an abundance of opportunity to take advantage of. Like, does that sound fair to say as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that shadow, this shadow of distraction um, is pulling you away from that importance. And so the, the invitation for any time you feel that kind of inclination to either distract or numb out um, is actually to notice that you're being invited to a state of enrichment. And this gift of enrichment um, is one of my favorite gifts because Richard Rudd gives like an incredible example in his, his book of just the difference between distraction and enrichment through a really relatable example. So basically if you are in the, let's take eating a piece of cake, right? So you would say this, eating a piece of cake. Um, there, and when you're in the, that shadow kind of distraction frequency, potentially you're stressed, you had a long day, you're feeling wound up, maybe you got into a fight with someone and maybe then you turn to a piece of cake um, at, in your fridge or something to just get that sugar high or to get that sort of comfort and, um, you know, feeling just that quick joy, um, on like a visceral level to just like kind of distract from what you're actually going through. Like, I don't want to think about this. Let me just eat this thing. That's going to feel really good in the moment. And in that, that, that experience is literally distracting you from what to face in that moment. It's probably going to numb you out a little bit. And then you're not actually going to get to the heart of whatever that transformational moment was. You're just going to kind of probably fall into that pattern again in the future, right? Whereas there's a, a totally big difference when you are walking down the street, maybe you're between, if you're on your lunch break, or maybe you have a little bit of time in your afternoon and you're walking by this bakery and you just get this like waft of like chocolate or whatever flavor is just like permeating your senses. And you're like, Ooh, I need to go in. And so you go in and you naturally just feel in your body like, oh, I want a slice of that. And you ask for a slice, <laughs> you sit down, and there's no thought of like calories or rushing through it or whatever. It's just like you in that moment with that cake, and you get to eat it and experience it. And it goes into your body in the same way, in, in a sense, but the experience of it and the delight and the yeah, the delight and the enrichment you're getting out of that experience is a totally different story, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it feels better in your body. Well, right. I'm sure you're going to digest it more easily because you're not in a state of fight or flight, right? Um, absolutely. And so it it really, like, even though it's not necessarily like the most healthy thing, nor the most nutritious, it's going to enrich your body in a different way, right? And so- what if we looked at all of life and the things that we can take in in our senses in this way? The state that we take it in at has everything to do with whether or not it enriches us. So for you, YouTube can be a completely enriching experience, but the way in which you're 
going about it or the state you're in when you're consuming it is going to change whether it's a shadow or a gift frequency. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Because I will still treat myself to it. But when I was numbing to it, and then I finally, of course, recognized it. Thankfully, I've done a lot of work in life to recognize it. And I still did it when I recognized it. But then I was like, okay, come on, Raquel, you know better. (laughs) But now it's like, okay, if I'm going to watch it, I'm just enjoying it. And there's no guilt. There's no numbness. It's just pure joy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, That's so beautiful to hear and and exactly what this key is really all about is that intention and consciousness that's brought into an experience and so we have the power at any given time to flip that switch i mean going forward really the invitation here is that when when you're feeling that energy of distraction that's going to be kind of your telltale sign like okay cool i'm i'm getting disconnected from what is important to me in life what is this trying to tell me? What, what shifts do I need to make? And how can I use either the experience in that moment or experiences going forward to actually enrich my body, my mind, my spirit? That's going to be your, literally the flowering of what you're here to do and experience, Raquel. This is solid. This is very, very true. And I feel like this is something that not only perhaps it's very dominant or prominent in my chart, but I feel like this is something to definitely apply to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Because how many of us are just victims of the things that are trying to us, right? I mean, we're human and everybody, there's not one person that hasn't experienced that. I think it's part of the human experience and you learn from it, but it's definitely something to be more cognizant of, especially somebody like I myself can easily cave to distracting behaviors. And I just want to get that dopamine hit. You know, I think it could be a big part of the millennial generation, but Mm -hmm. I'll crave the dopamine hit, but it's like, what am I, what's really going on? What am I really craving? You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the generational thing, because I think that it, it shouldn't be understated just how much more distracting life is yeah. um, <laughs> 100% and how we grew up with phones and we grew up with you know these apps coming into fruition so it's just it's been there's a lot of things that have tried to pull us literally out of the present moment um, and and away from the things that are going to really enrich us so usually and it sounds like you're experiencing even this right now with your shift to lightness it's like no, no, no. What, what is going to actually give me, um, that sense of just feeling like alive and enriched and taken care of and nourished, um, at this moment versus like, what do I need to be doing or consuming or learning or, um, hearing, you know? Well, and when I realized I was overdoing it with YouTube, that's what I was seeking the lightness. And I was like, okay, but what can I bring into my life? That's actually going to be enriching. That's going to really be that delicious piece of cake that I deserve, you know, instead of numbing myself to find the lightness mindlessly. And so I've definitely been living more and it has been so freeing. It's, it's the best. It just, it was so needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's usually where it, it happens, right? Where you like, you get to this breaking point or some kind of turn yeah. where you're like, I, I can't keep going this way. Or if I do, I know it's going to take its toll, you know? And I, I'm saying this and I'm realizing how easy of a problem that is to have compared to what a lot of people are going through right now. And I'm aware of that. I'm very aware of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) And that's the thing too, is bringing these down to earth. I mean, 
they can show up in so many different ways, but um, it's really, again, this is all contemplation of just what's in, in your own life experience with the, the journey your soul chose to have here, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, what, what is keeping you from being able to, what's keeping you within, like, or I guess what within is keeping you from getting to, or being in a state that you want to be in. Um, yeah. Cause that's all we really can control, right. Is our health. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really, really powerful one to come back to and to kind of keep in, in the back of your mind. And um, one of the things that I thought that is sort of interconnected with this in a way, but also a part of your prosperity um, are a couple different things. One being your uh, vocation sphere, which has everything to do with like, you know, what you're here, how basically you're here to you know, pursue your mission in the world and also your brand sphere, which is all about, um, you know, what's, you know, what is the frequency of your outward expression that's going to either, I mean, it can be from a business perspective, but also just from like how you're showing up in life perspective and how that'll magnetize abundance. So when I talk about those two, is there any, which one that kind of grabs your, or peaks your man? They both do. So actually, yeah, they, they both really do. Okay. I was like, when you said actually, was there one? Well, I was going to say actually the latter, latter. um, but then I was like, you know what? They both really do. And I would be curious about the first one if we didn't. So honestly, they both do. Yeah. We can hit both. We can hit both. Let's hit both. Yeah. So, so kind of right above your pearl, uh, right above your pearl sphere in your profile, it says life's work when you download your profile, but actually in this, context of the pearl sequence uh that sphere at the top that says life's work is actually called your brand and Mm -hmm. so um it makes sense right like that kind of dynamic that's going to be why we're here what we're here to do in our lifetime would probably be playing a part in how our brand shows up in the world too um and so yours is the 29th gene key and this is the shadow of half-heartedness and the gift of commitment which i believe we tapped into Yes, we did. Yes. Last time. Uh Uh-huh. And it's true as well how, yep, how I can be half-hearted about some things. (laughs) Yeah. And and I remember we, that was one we definitely riffed on in the context of your life's work, which was really, you know, cool to discuss. And again, I think this is like such a huge one that most people can relate to um, because commitment feels scary. Um, Yes. But through your, through the lens of your brand, I think is going to kind of take the conversation to the next level because I think what's important to consider here about your brand um, is that really it's about the style and the frequency of your outward expression. So your success in the outer world, so prosperity, abundance, greatly relies upon you expressing yourself and your higher purpose with clarity and with simplicity. And I think that's where a lot of people may come up against a little bit of a wall where we tend to overcomplicate things and we tend to also compare ourselves to others. And therefore, whether it's conscious or not, try to imitate or um, embody something that we're not, right? So for your brand, when you get your brand right, um, your life's work can be expressed in the world like really freely. And basically when you get your brand right, it's going to be 
just a, an expression of your most pure authenticity. So at the shadow level, um, the shadow of your brand will always emerge as a confused message. So if you try to step outside your brand and try and fit yourself into a suit that doesn't fit you, then you're going to not only like feel misunderstood, but you're going to create misunderstanding between you and others. Oh no. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Um, in the context of the 29th key, basically, I think this is getting at that there's a chance that when you are half-hearted in your message, in sharing your truth, in kind of um, proceeding with how you present yourself. So whether it's kind of like, this is mostly me, but like maybe 5% not me, you're going to feel this disconnect. Um, How does that resonate with you when you hear that? (laughs) Definitely it hits home. But there's also a piece of me that's like, I like to keep some of my life private. You know, so at the same time, it feels best like when it comes to perhaps relationships or whatever. I just like to keep certain things private for sure. Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that's a really important distinction, too, is that um, leaning into your brand and your outward expression is by no means um, insinuating to let everyone in on your right oh oh I see yeah okay I definitely want to be clear about that. showing up in general yeah I mean man if someone were to meet me or see me in person or the people I'm around person I feel like I'm always authentically me unless it's like an awkward setting where I don't feel like I'm around people that I really know then I kind of definitely try to be more proper or I don't know I just try not to be too seen you know what I'm talking about when you're you're just in a oh, yeah. big group and you don't really know everybody I might not fully show up as me but totally. other than that I'm, I feel like I fully show up as me yeah no so there's a, a really strong likelihood that you're already leaning into this gift of commitment which is really just it, it's this one's pretty clear in that um you're you're committed to your values your principles basically um your what you believe and who you are so much so that you can show up as yourself without compromise Mm, yeah absolutely um and so it sounds like even in this phase of leaning into lightness and and activating those gift frequencies that this one seems to be turned up a notch where it sounds like more or less even if you're in even if you have relationships that are a bit more on the surface than in the depths you're still committing to the presentation of you as as you as you are yes Yes. I think that's one of the reasons why I do feel a lot happier in light as well is because I get to surround myself with people that just really love me for me and all of me. And they see the worst of me, the best of me, yeah. and we're still in each other's lives. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. That sense of acceptance. Yes, exactly. That's, I mean, that's one of the keys to happiness is having that, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, to feel seen, I mean, on some level, we're all looking to feel seen. Um, yeah. It's part of, I think just a soul thing, but definitely also kind of a little bit of an, you know, an ego thing. I don't want to say that with negativity. I think yeah. it's just like a natural human experience of like wanting to feel seen because on a deep, 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 like a uh, primal level, we want to feel um, like we are like that we belong and therefore are yep. safe, you know? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, since you seem to be really in touch with this committed frequency, um, and this may like this, it may be hard to come up with something on the spot, but let's see what comes up intuitively. Um, with 
have you felt like as you committed more to who you are, have you noticed a greater amount of luck or synchronicity or opportunity that's like become available to you? I would say a complete ignorant magnetism. Like I blindly don't even recognize it. I'm not trying to be magnetic or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm literally not trying. I'm just being me. Yeah. And I'm attracting really cool people. I noticed when that happened before in life, the same thing happened. And it was literally like, Mm -hmm. it's weird how I noticed my manifestations lately. There's no intention of manifestation behind them at all, but it's something that I know that I've dreamt of in the past or something. And I must have really just let it go and forgot about it. And I'm just like, whatever, take me or leave me. This is the way I am. And it's really cool. The people yeah, that yeah. I've connected with being me. <laughs> it's really empowering to hear. And I'm so glad you're sharing that because I'm sure it wasn't always this way. Right. Um, no, I'm so used to, I mean, I don't know if it's because I, I actually do know it's because <laughs> I grew up in a culture. I'm from Utah and Utahns, especially those of us who are raised Mormon. And this is no knocking the church whatsoever. I love my family, but I'm, I'm not Mormon anymore, but I, I was raised to show up a certain way and be reverent and present myself a certain way, say things a certain way, see the world a certain way. And when none of that resonated anymore, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm a little bit of a rebel and I'm a little bit of, I'm still a free spirit. I'm still kind, but I also have my, you know, I've just got my humanisms and I'm going to embrace it, take it or leave it, whatever. And it just, it's so freeing. And I think that that's what's magnetic instead of having to, I've been slowly letting go of the people pleaser. (laughs) Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so, um, such an embodiment of this, but I think of of that higher frequency. And that's, what's so cool about it is that there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of talk about manifestation these days, right? It's kind of everywhere. There's all these different formulas or processes. And again, I don't knock any of that either. There have been things that have really, really supported me um, from a perspective, but yeah, once you start to really take ownership over all sides of you, the shadow, the higher expressions, you know, the whole thing, um, you magnetism um, and, and like inviting in prosperity or new experiences or them becoming available to you. It's, it, it isn't effortful, you know, um, it, it can be at times, but it's mostly not, you know, I feel like when you put the effort in and it's fun, like you're making your vision board and you're mm-hmm. writing your list with intention, like that's all fun, you know, but then yeah, it's so wild how much I let it go to the point where I wasn't even thinking of it. I was just, it was like a fuck it mentality yeah, and it just became so, I felt more magnetic and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you said that because this, again, the 29th gene key, which we all have access to, <laughs> is about the science of luck. I mean, that's literally what he, what Richard Redis called it is like, when you, when you're half-hearted, so let's say you're 99% committed, but there's 1% of you that's not, mm-hmm. it will undermine your synchronicity, your magnetism, your, because you're, there's always going to be that energy that almost like leak, that's going to be focusing on something else. And that's going to pull you out of even fully taking advantage of, or even getting clarity around the very thing that you're trying to commit to. Whereas when you're fully committed a hundred percent to yourself, to a decision, whatever that may be, then he calls it the science of luck because these are the people who end up like 
finding themselves in the right place at the right time or because of the thing that they committed to, even if it was quote unquote wrong, it led them to some sort of realization that completely sent them in the direction that they always were intended to go. Mm. So it's like, you can't do that or follow that organic path to your own places to end up if you don't fully commit to whatever it is that is in front of you. I mean, that makes sense as well. Let's say you're talking with a friend. You've got to recognize that you can also be the person in their situation where you're talking to your friend and you can see the bigger picture that they're not seeing and you can try to explain it, but they don't get it. And it's like, they got to kind of just live and let their journey go on until they get it. You know, it's like, well, you're also that, not you personally, Chrissy, but like, (laughs) I'm also that person too, you know? And it's like, okay, I just got to live. And it's like, finally I'll get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So this is um, just a prominent force at the end of the day, a prominent dynamic that's going to play a part, not only in your life's work, which we talked about last time, but for your outward expression of self. So the more committed you are to your values, beliefs, and um, whatever it is that contributes to your sense of self, the more like rewards you'll reap. Um, And not even like that. Yeah. Not even just like a reward, I guess, but just more like the more fulfilled and abundant you'll feel. You know what? I have to say that I'm also in a season of my values and everything else are changing a lot or they're just Mm. going back and forth. And I, I'm in, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm half-hearted with some things. There are some things that I fully believe because they've really shown up as so true for me and they really resonate, but then there are just some things that I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's still a value. I don't know if that makes sense or anymore. I don't know if, you know, there's some things that are more important to me now but it's weird. It's like my values kind of are going back and forth. And I think, and I can't force it to just be one way, you know, because I'm always over analyzing, I guess. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I'm like, well, that does make sense at one level, but then when you look at it this way, it also makes sense at this level. And so I just go back and forth for many reasons. Oh, I find that so interesting. Um, you have, I have your your human design profile in front of me too. Ah, just to because there's a crossover yeah. over dynamic, and so of course, um, yeah, Smart. I find it interesting that you say this because um, you have your well, you have you're an emotional projector, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so being committed and having an emotional authority is like a whole conversation in and of itself because yeah, absolutely there's that ebb and flow and there's the, those um you know that time that it takes sometimes to actually gain clarity and and sometimes we don't even gain because I'm also an emotional authority. Sometimes we mm-hmm. um don't even gain like what feels like full clarity, right? Yeah. And so there's that kind of like waffling that can happen. And the thing is, is that like you're saying, and this is one of my favorite quotes, I think it's a Brene Brown quote, where it's like, if you go out into the world looking for evidence for something, you're going to find it, right? So basically what you just said um, is that you, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm interpreting this incorrectly, but you were saying that like you, you kind of can back up or give like evidence for, or like. Um, yeah, like either side of the coin, right? This value or that value. My mind's a devil's advocate. (laughs) And that's why like I can 
have a genuine and it's weird I'm not fake about it I can have a conversation with all sides of the coin I mean I definitely have my values politically or whatever but I can have a conversation with everybody and that still fully understand and believe their perspective and internalize it and then maybe later on I come back to another perspective it's really weird it's it's a back and forth if you're looking for something as well and you do believe something you will find evidence for it and it makes me think like oh now this is like a whole nother conversation but it just makes me think man literally everybody's perspectives and truths can be confirmed and validated yeah <laughs> you know yeah and so so it makes it hard for me to fully commit if that makes sense yeah I am glad you brought this up so so yeah every and this is why the world operates in the way that it does right with so many conflicting but very convicted opinions about (laughs) all sorts of things like people really believe and see that they are correct and they can gather the information to back that up um and this can work in many different ways right like you can gather you know like you're saying like the the evidence to be like this way and that way both make sense um or you can also gather information where it's like i'm I am this or I'm not this, right? So there's like so many different ways, but I think what is so important to kind of help lean into more of the committed side is that is more so when you're in a place of half-heartedness because fear is trying to make you believe that almost like that FOMO complex. It's trying to make you believe that if you actually just lean fully into something, you're going to miss out or lose out on something. Because if you're kind of waffling between things and uncommitted because of that, because there's like this consequence that you're concerned about, then then fear is really kind of dictating the situation, you know, versus like, versus what it sounds like for you may even just be like, no, actually, I just kind of see both lanes of something and I'm not ready to fully commit um, to one or the other per se. I feel like I'm committed to that statement. Yeah. Like I feel, I see it all. <laughs> I see both sides. It could be the projector as well. Like I think that maybe being a projector, you just see the bird's eye view of it all. Yeah. And to be honest, no one's really wrong, but no one's really right. And that's how I see it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And and being, like you said, being committed to that outlook. Yeah. Because like, you could sit down with people and they're differing opinion on that could potentially sway you to be like, oh, maybe I should, you know, present a different kind of view. But no, if you're committed to, again, even that in and of itself, that is commitment, you know? And I like to also hear where everybody comes from with compassion. Everybody does have their story and their reasoning and it's a legit reasoning given their perspective of reality and like their story and where they came from and the way their family is or the way that they were raised or their traumas. And so how they see it, like it really is valid, even if it feels selfish or whatever from another perspective, you know? Right. No, it's, that's a really good word for it. Valid. And like you're saying, something can be valid and differ from your worldview and, um, and yours is not necessarily more or less correct. It's just, um, it's just the way that you, you both have kind of led different life experiences, like you've said. Yeah. And the way I made my choices, knowing that I can be like a coin tosser is that I'm like, all right, which one, if let's say it's a double-edged sword, which risk am I willing to take in order to keep something else safe? Usually it comes down to like, honestly, I'm more willing to take a risk and keep my parents safe. Like that's usually what it comes down to. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, can you elaborate that a little bit for me? Well, my parents are my number one, my everything. And so I just, when it comes to anything that's going on in the world, I, I decided to choose the evidence that's going to keep, that seems as though it's going to keep them safe, though I totally understand the other side. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, that's, even when you say it, like, you can tell your conviction with that. <laughs> you're like, this is you're like, because it, it's so calm and easeful. You're like, this is what it is. Like, this is, yeah. this is my, book. it's that simple for me. And anybody that wants to argue that that's fine. But it's like my parents come first. Yeah. It's like that simple. Yeah. And look at the ease. Like when you, when you just know that that is what it is, like, look at the ease that comes with that. You know, it, it may not be yeah. easy in the sense that people may disagree, but it, it makes like, yes. your choices in life easy. Cause it's like, yeah. yeah. First. Yeah. Powerful. Absolutely. Power. I love that. that. Um, So yeah, that's like a big, that's going to be a big theme um, showing up in your life's work, your brand throughout kind of, throughout kind of your journey. So just keep that in mind and, um, and just keep in mind the authenticity of the presentation of you in the world and and committing to whatever that is for you in the moment, because it's going to evolve, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, this is a a powerful one. And I love this key just because it's also in my profile. So I feel like I could talk about it for... (laughs) I love that. For days. <laughs> I love that. So, so yeah, what's cool about this one is that it actually is connected. I mean, in your, if you ever look at the hologenetic profile, you'll see these lines connecting all the different spheres. And this key is directly connected with the vocation, which is kind of where I wanted to go next. And the reason for that being is it it's not only kind of a fascinating perspective to see the way in which this dynamic plays a part in what you do, like how you choose to uh, fuel or go about your mission in life, but also you have like the most, like the 22nd key, which is in your vocation is so huge. It's like, Oh my gosh, what does that mean? <laughs> one of the most like, de- like it has one of the most, um, in depth, uh, like deep dives into like the, the meaning of it. And so I just think it's always a really interesting one to talk about if it's in somebody's profile and it happens to be in your profile twice, Wow, which is really cool. And not only twice, but in the context of three different spheres. So your vocation sphere, when it's a part of your pearl sequence is called your vocation. And that sphere, when it's part of your Venus sequence, cause it kind of overlaps is your, it's called your core wound. Okay. Interesting. And then it's also in another place of your Venus sequence as the attraction sphere. So I feel like we can just deep dive into this theme and talk about all the different ways. Oh, let's that it do it. I love it. Cool, cool. So, um, real quick, I, and I always talk about it as if it's up in front of you. Do you, do you see which one I'm referring to no. potentially with your profile? Okay, no worries. <laughs> you're just like, no. Oh wait, I see twenty-two and a half, but no, twenty-two point one. Twenty-two point one and twenty-two point five, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the point five, like that, that the, that's just the line, right? So that's like the okay. specificity. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. You <laughs> see, so you see it. We're good. Yes, I see it. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you see like the twenty-two point five. It's half blue and half yeah. red, which shows you that it's yes. in both sequences. Okay. Cool. Okay. So the twenty-second key um, is all about. I mean, the shadow of dishonor, the gift of graciousness, and the city of grace. So dishonor um, as a theme here is really getting into emotions, how we actually lead lives. Um, and as human beings, we move through life um, 
often not being super in touch with our emotional experience and therefore kind of getting caught up in it and therefore projecting it either onto a circumstance or other people. Does this sound kind of familiar? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is great. So the, this key um, in particular is one where, you know, it, it contributes a lot to emotional distress that shows up in relationships a lot. And it can contribute that way because what ends up happening is that we respond and react to our emotions in the moment. And therefore we don't actually process where they're coming from or what it's trying to tell us. And when we project it onto other people or ourselves, that's like a form of dishonoring them or us. Does that make Mm, sense? Absolutely. And so the idea is that when you trust Um, Or I guess, yeah, when you trust every feeling, every mood, every emotion that comes up, um, if you trust that it's kind of there for a reason, it's trying to signal something to you, that's a whole different kind of relationship with acknowledging and and then doing something about it or not versus just kind of like reacting in the moment. So for you, I'm curious before we kind of go a little bit deeper with this key, um, but I I think this is just such a a powerful one for you and for anyone listening in that... um, basically the dishonoring of these emotions, anytime where you feel like you're just kind of reacting or like we just alluded to, if you are ever um, trying to fix it or, or like an emotion comes up and you're trying to resolve it and get rid of it, that's, that's a very, it can be a very disempowering relationship with your emotional expression because then it's kind of insinuating that we should just be in this zone of like positive, you know, positive emotions and happiness and, and whatever all the time. So anytime something comes up that may not look like that, we're kind of shutting it down or getting rid of it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I'll definitely deflect. I've done that before many times. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's such a, like you said, such a part of the human experience. Um, But what it does is it ends up causing more suffering in the end, right? Because you're not actually resolving or not even resolving, you're not actually um, acknowledging or trusting what that emotion is trying to present to you um, in the context of specific or relationships that come up um, often is signaling to us where can we put up a greater boundary mm-hmm. because oftentimes, and again, it's not to like try and avoid ever feeling that thing again, but usually it, the feeling is like a messenger right? I don't know if you've ever heard of that sort of analogy of like our feelings are messengers. They're trying to tell us something. And so when we listen and pay attention, um, if it doesn't feel great, then usually it's kind of a message of there needs to be some sort of action taken to either clarify, um, you know, what needs to be changed or to put up usually a greater boundary. So maybe you're feeling some sort of call to to do that to more stand in in sort of your your truth with that Mm -hmm. part of me feels like my truth would just be completely let this person go versus having to acknowledge it but at the same time I'm wondering oh is that just a fear because I don't want to have to be confrontational but I also feel like what's the point yeah why do I need that conflict (laughs) well right and so that's that's what I'm curious about too like what about Mm -hmm. what do you believe is potentially causing you to feel like you need to hold on to that. Like why, why not let it go? I guess. And it goes circling back to that, whether it's my lesson or their lesson, time will tell, Mm -hmm. you know, what the Mm -hmm. truth is, I believe. (laughs) And so I'm kind of just like, I guess, honoring time. (laughs) I love, I love that because 
what can you do other than basically what you're saying? And I think like the message is here that's coming through is you, you don't need to do anything about this. Like, yeah, it'll be taken care of for you. That's what I fully trust. Okay. Got you. Nothing needs to be said in the sense that things will take care of themselves in their own way. And just in the meantime, it's, it's even just the boundaries around like, what you will allow in maybe even why it has more of a sting for you is because in the Venus sequence, this is your core wound um, Mm. key, which is really about, it's about the very thing that's going to drive your evolution by like kind of being at the heart of your suffering and not to be like super serious or intense or like anything down. It's just saying like, this is the very thing that's going to awaken your potential when you really get in touch with, this theme, the more that you honor, um, or have graciousness, right. For like your emotional experience, especially as an emotional authority and kind of the role that plays in your life, the more you will feel free to, to like be living in the way you want to versus sort of skirting around through a reactivity to your emotional experience. So true. Yeah. (laughs) So beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. So we can, we can kind of keep that there if you'd like, um, and sort of spin into, it's been into the 51st if you'd like. Yeah. It was something so interesting. Yeah. So, um, whenever I go into the SQ, the EQ or the IQ of the Venus sequence, um, it's just helpful to explain kind of the dynamic as a whole. So, you know, what you're sort of looking at and, um, yeah, the Venus sequence again is all about love relationships and the patterns that are present in that. And essentially your IQ, EQ and SQ are a progression of the, the dynamics that were present in your relationships throughout certain seven year cycles of your life. So mm. basically your SQ was what was established when you were zero to seven years old your EQ was seven to 14 years old and your IQ was the dynamic really rooted between 14 and 21. Interesting. And is it SQ, EQ, IQ, like the IQ intelligent quotient is spirit is SQ spiritual quotient or am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're, you, you got it. <laughs> um, and, and it's interesting, right? Because that's like the first round established like zero to seven. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like, it's interesting because usually we find spirituality often later in life, but it's right. that with us from the second we're born. I mean, it makes the most sense because literally what we're taking with us throughout our life is what happened to us between the ages of zero through seven. Yep. So it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. It'll always be that underlying theme. So, yeah. So yes. Um, yeah. And, and so you're right. Like IQ and it, it's on the intellectual quotient. Um, really, this is going to be about the mental patterns that kind of really influence your thought process and the way that you like believe and think your EQ is that emotional quotient. And it's going to be um, what really dictates your ideology, the way that you uh, feel things and interpret things. And then your SQ. So this is zero to seven that spiritual quotient about what basically is the dynamic that fosters that sense of self and who you are basically on more of like a physical level, right? Like an embodied place. So there was like mental, emotional, and this one's about the physicality. And, um, you know, when you're young between zero and seven, like think about it, your mind is not fully online yet, right? You're, it's just your subconscious mind taking in everything 
like a sponge. And so you're really in touch with the physical world. You, this is why kids often like kind of are spiritual in a sense, because they, they like tap into spirit. They can feel things a little bit more. See, I saw when I was a little kid, I could see spirits. I mean, I can't anymore, or I probably could if I really tried, but. Oh, wow. Did you have like experiences that stood out and have stuck with you? Oh yeah. Many. And then also now though, if I feel something around, I literally am like, go away. I just don't want to see or deal with you. Oh, good. You're like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I I don't want to deal. Yeah. But back then I could see. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Right. And I think, I think it's beautiful that you can even remember that because I feel like more of us than we probably care to admit actually have that kind of um, interaction. Um, Yeah. And and you can see this in the way that kids connect with like their imagination and, um, you know, fake, you know, imaginary friends and all of that. Well, yeah, I had an imaginary friend named Annie because I didn't have friends. (laughs) Basically an only child too. I mean, my brother was 18. So yeah. Okay. So big difference difference. there. Mm hmm. Okay. So yeah, that, 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 um, it's so, okay. Clearly you're in touch with spirit on a really profound level. Um, (laughs) and you, you know, you were definitely when you were a kid. And again, this is like the first seven years of your life, your physical body learns to live in the world, right? You learn how to roll, walk, uh, crawl, walk, um, you know, use your body, you know, to its full capacity. Um, you're really kind of exploring the physical plane through your senses and your sense of willpower and kind of like, figuring out how you fit into the physical reality around you, right? So as um, a key, the shadow here is really about what is sort of what was sort of established that disconnected you from yourself, but really yourself in the way that you fit into the world around you, right? So anything that made you feel like, more of an outsider, like you didn't belong, right? Or maybe that you were alone. Just peers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that like the, uh, the a primary theme for you? Oh, yeah. I was definitely like the loser in elementary school. Oh. The, I mean, and that's so many people's experience I've learned. But mm-hmm. yeah, just somebody that I did have a friend that was in a grade younger that I'd hang out with outside of school. Oh, yeah. So you had that like kind of yeah. <laughs> back to a little bit more. Right. Kindergarten is when it started happening. Kindergarten through, honestly, even into my EQ and this thing. So kindergarten through seventh grade. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So like it started from young age and kind of progressed a little bit past that seven-year-old mark. Gotcha. But zero through five, I mean, shoot, I felt like a ham. I was just like, you know, Mm. I love to be the star, the center of attention, but it's also mostly surrounded by adults. Oh, Okay. Who maybe embraced that a little bit more than? Yeah, and I started talking like an adult, young. Yeah. Okay, you had like had this maturity a little bit to you. A little, just because I was around them, but had a lot of cousins. Okay. Um. But yeah. Okay. So a lot of surrounded by a lot of people and a lot of yeah, yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? About this, the SQ, the EQ, the IQ. This everything to do with who we were surrounded by. It has everything to do with the patterns that were modeled to us. Yeah. And that we picked up from really prominent people in our lives. So I'm curious between zero and seven, did you have any particular, and you don't have to like name them or necessarily go into too much detail, but do you recall having figures that maybe modeled um, this sense of 
agitation and not agitation like oh go for it something came up clearly oh my god my dad I, I'm just gonna name him call him out he's yeah I love him so much he's my favorite person but he's he just he loves to be a stress cadet he's always had the road rage he his favorite word is shit all the time it's just that's just that's just what he is it's, it is what it is it's funny but yeah I definitely saw a lot of temper for sure okay yeah that's a good way of saying it temper <laughs> Right. Where like agitation comes alive, where it's again, it's it's people being and so in this case, your dad being very um, caught up in the in the what was provoking his senses, what was in his environment that was, you know, kind of triggering him rather than being the one maybe as in control. I do know he tried to keep it down for me when I was really little, though. I do know that. Oh, yeah. But there were moments he just couldn't help himself, you know? Well, hey. Our parents were, <laughs> well, hey. Our parents were human, too, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. No, of course. Of course. And that's the thing, too, is, like, reflecting on this and the prominent figures that have impacted your IQ, EQ, SQ, um, that it's it's such a – it's such a healing path, but it's really not one of blame at all because it's like every it, it's contributed to your, it, it was basically divinely orchestrated, right? It was always meant yeah. to go that way. Your dad was always meant to have probably, I mean, that impact, but like way beyond that as well. Right. I believe that. Absolutely. And then my mom was the grounding force because she never gets upset or riled up ever. Okay. So they like balance <laughs> each other out. In that 100%. Yeah. She's like this calm angel. Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, I, I think yeah. oftentimes there tends to be that kind of like yin and yang. Yes, um, they're totally yin and yang. That plays out. But yeah, so okay, I'm curious, like with that, knowing that sort of agitated presence, um, if, so basically the higher expression here in this key is initiative, um, mm-hmm. which is an interesting kind of like frequency, I guess, to talk about in relationship to agitation. But again, it has more to do with the fact that agitation is being on edge, being jumpy, nervous, or stressed, like having sort of being at that edge of your window of tolerance, basically. And therefore, whatever comes into it, it's kind of like easy to react to. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're like, this sounds familiar. Yep. He's still like that. It's funny. And I did end up taking on road rage and all that stuff in life and then I don't have it anymore but I did yeah yeah well and so interesting because even if it came about or showed up later in those senses I mean zero to seven is where it was kind of first right the seed was first sown Um, and so initiative is really like rather than allowing yourself to sit on the edge of of being activated it's like, how can that same exact almost like frenetic energy be put into action in a very intentional direction so that it kind of reaps, it's almost like a return on investment for that energy. Um, rather than it being kind of explosive, can it be targeted towards something? Because you can imagine if somebody who is on the edge and agitated channeled that same exact kind of uh, like gusto into something that was really purposeful or like imagine what that be, would be like you know I feel like that's what I've been doing with screenwriting lately oh just like allowing whatever these crazy feelings are I'm feeling inside to just go on to and I just get I just let go of the ego the spiritual ego the <laughs> even the grammar queen or whatever and I just write and even some parts might not sound great but yeah it's 
it's freeing. And so it's, it's just transmuting that energy into art, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm so glad you said that because this key is about looking at the initiation through the lens of a creative portal often. Um, because I mean, that's, I feel like that's one of the un- the things that makes us so uniquely human is that we do have access to being creative. We're not just going through the motions, right? We're not just yeah. here to survive. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So spiritual quotient being that your connection to a higher power, to a higher self is going to come through or be perpetuated by your rising to this higher frequency, to your ability to take that energy and transmute it into really purposeful initiative. Um, Does that connect at all? I see it. So you're saying it's kind of like a dance where you might feel the agitation and you just, and if I'm wrong, let me know, but you basically transmute this energy by using the connection with your higher power or whatever you believe in that gives you that higher purpose into something of good. Yeah. Well, yes, that was really well said. And, and two, I think it's like recognizing that life becomes more spiritual. It takes on more meaning when we are living in a zone of, of higher creativity, right? Like if we think about it, um, when we access a lot of things that are present from zero to seven, imagination, creativity, um, like no limits, right? Like kind of like limitlessness, um, with ideas and, and sort of things, um, we are able to, if we kind of take that with us in life, um, through these gifts and for you, it's initiative, then we actually can become that much more in touch with our like spiritual side, um, and sort of the way things work. So for initiative, it's like, it's the highest expression of, of that human competitive spirit that is very present with agitation, right? This kind of like, like this reactivity, this, like, I can do it. I'm going to react. I'm, I'm going to like take control. Well, what if that was channeled in like a a higher way of like initiating something really powerful? Um, Okay. I feel so called to just share something so openly right now. I'll share it very quickly because I know you have a have to leave soon so one of the reasons why I decided to start screenwriting is it's always been I've been like wanting to do this for so long but I just like haven't because I'm already doing so many other things and I was like no I'm going all in Mm -hmm. this is what I wanted to do and I have been feeling because you know I'm a single woman in her 30s and I'm somebody as well even though yeah I'm dating I don't like to just sleep around, you know, it's just not my thing, mm-hmm. you know, no judgment for those that like to do that. They love that sexual freedom. Yeah. So, but I, I still have some, you know, sexual pent up energy that I just have to unleash. And that's one of the reasons why I love screenwriting these romantic mm-hmm. comedies. And maybe it's also because I don't have a love in my life. And so I create these romantic stories involving deep love and intimacy and it's beautiful to explore and it allows me to it it feels freeing and I think it's one of the ways that I'm allowing that energy that's in my heart and in my mind and in my groin to go into a piece of paper you know so yeah oh that's such a beautiful expression of the way that that what could be like very agitated energy can be turned into something that has initiative with a total 
creative expression, but also yeah. an investment for you. It sounds like it really fulfills you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Even though of course it doesn't replace having the actual thing. And I do intend to have that in my life when the right one comes around, but I'm also just super big on divine timing. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a beautiful example of um, something really Again, these these um, shadows come from a very primal place. So that agitation being built built up from maybe that sexual center and that place of like just that raw kind of energy and need, and the way that you can transmute that not in the very like necessarily obvious way, which would be through sexual expression, and that's amazing, but through this other <laughs> kind of create creative um, way. Yes, and it's so great. Cool. I love it. Oh, that's really, that's really a powerful share. So thank you for being courageous to share with us. <laughs> I can't believe I just shared that. I'm going to leave it in, but I can't believe I just shared that. <laughs> I love that. I love that for sure. But um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful like example of just one of the many ways in which any way agitation is showing up in our body can be kind of transmuted to something else. So I love that. Yeah. This all it was so perfect and really resonated and I'm full on like gene keys. Like I need, I need to learn more and there's still so much more to explore looking at my chart that we haven't even tapped into. So man, I highly recommend if anybody is interested in getting their, uh, what is it called? Their profile read, their hologenetic profile read Nailed to it. connect with you. And where can everyone connect with you? Yeah. You can find me over at Chrissy Papetti on Instagram or just chrissypapetti.com where you can find out more information and there's going to be a lot more it's gonna be a flood um, of a lot more gene keys content coming online so just stay because i'm excited to like start getting people really easy access to this um on like a, a bigger scale so this is so fun we'll have to do it again i might even have to do another session put it on the podcast again sometime. i mean i'm so you know i'm so down <laughs> i would love that this was so fun chrissy thank you so much for your time yeah thanks raquel for having me Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.